Welcome back to Happy Hour with Operation Happy Nurse. This week, we have another Mental Health Matters bonus episode with a new guest joining us, Tay Dome. She is a registered nurse as well as a self-care and mental health advocate. So thank you, Tay, for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. To start, can you tell us about your personal mental health journey? Yes. I feel like, ironically, my mental health my personal mental health journey started when I started nursing, um, as lovely as that is. Um, I graduated in winter of 2019, and then I started in the hospital in fall of 2020 um, due to COVID. I was doing some outpatient stuff. Everything got closed. And then I was like, okay, we'll just go to the hospital. So I worked on a telemetry floor and did that. We became COVID during like the, the second surge of it in December of 2020. And it was kind of like the week that I went on my own. It exploded. I was doing night shift and it was just, we upped our ratio. So literally my first night I was five to one um, and my charge nurse was gone. So that literally like that, like feeling carried on for like a few months. So I did COVID until we were probably COVID until April and then things started slowing down. Um, But probably around like February, I'd probably been doing it for like two months. And it was just like, you know, the short staffing, the, can you come work extra? Can you at least come like middle shift and just do vitals, like stuff like that. Um, I was just like in this cycle of like sleep, wake up, eat, go to work, like that kind of a thing. And I didn't really realize that I was like, kind of like dissociating myself from like life and everything. And one day in the car, uh, my fiance was like, we were driving to dinner or something. And he just kind of like looked at me. He's like, are you okay? I was like, yeah, I'm fine. He was like, no, but like, are you okay? And I was like, you know, I don't know. I didn't even realize I was like having like feeling like depressed or anxious or any type of feeling um, until he kind of brought it up. And after he did that, I was kind of like, it was just kind of like an epiphany hit me. And I was like, yeah, you know what? Like, I'm actually not like, this is, I'm definitely like going through something. So it took me a few months to kind of like capture that and kind of figure out what was going on. Um, But I slowly started to really realize I was dealing with stuff as I started to kind of get back into normal life, like with going to get my hair done, I will get even to this day, it's getting better, but I will get an anxiety attack from the Cape. Cause it reminds me of like putting on all the PPE and like just feeling so like claustrophobic and like needing to get out of it. Things like that were happening to me. And I was like, Oh my gosh, is this like connected to work? And it just like was slowly piecing everything. Um, and now I feel like I somewhat understand where my struggles have come from and like the pinpoints of like little things. Honestly, that that's what happened to me too, that I wasn't realizing that by not talking about anything that I was experiencing or going through, that I was just becoming, like you said, disassociated. I was mm-hmm. all of a sudden becoming withdrawn from the people around me. The guy that I was with at the time told me that... Um, I was less compassionate than I was when I first started talking to him. And so I realized right when he said that, that this was affecting me way more than I was expecting. And what you're saying about you get panic attacks from um, the robes or whatever they put on you. They're literally talking about it right now that COVID nurses 
are showing similar rates of PTSD as combat veterans based on what they were experiencing. So at least you can find solace in knowing that you're not alone and there are a lot of nurses that are going through very similar things to that right now. I was going to say too, um, I had just actually recent, I, I felt like I had kind of figured out not, I don't want to say like triggers, but just stuff that like did kind of put me into like a panic attack, but this was probably a month ago. Um, I'm in the car again with my fiance. We're leaving our friend's house, coming home and I have a bandaid on my finger and I start trying to like get it off and I can't get it off. And I like, I started like hyperventilating, trying to get the bandaid off. And he was like, are you okay? And I was like, it made me think again of like trying to rip everything off as quick as I could. And I was like, whoa, that was weird. Like, I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't, I was literally like a bandaid. Like how silly is that from a paper cut that literally like threw me into anxiety attack in the car. Like, yeah. So things though, like that, I was just at a facial yesterday, but I've been doing like a series for my mental health and trying to just relax and have that me time. But I am claustrophobic, but usually not that bad. And I don't, have panic attacks blessed I feel bad for those to do but when I was they were doing the light therapy and she's like oh are you claustrophobic and being me I'm like no I'm fine whatever and then the minute she puts the light thing over my head I was like I can't breathe I was like she's like raise your hand if you need anything and I immediately put my hand up like I I need out of here right now she's like are you okay I'm like I don't know if it's because of all the shields and everything that we were like wore all the time but same thing I like all of a sudden had no idea where it came from but this experience led you to this mental health advocacy and you started something really cool called Lemons by Tay. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about this? Yeah. Um, so I've always been passionate about mental health. Um, I've had a lot of family members struggle with addiction, alcohol, heroin, everything in between. Um, I lost a dear friend of mine who committed suicide. He struggled with bipolar. That was probably like five years ago. So I've always like had a heart for mental health and um, I knew I always wanted to do something with it. And then once I started struggling with it, like myself, I just kind of felt like it was a no brainer to do. Um, So lemons by taste kind of like when life gives you lemons, what do you do with them? And I think it's really important for people to know, like now more than ever, especially with everyone kind of feeling like COVID affecting everyone. If you've never struggled with your mental health before it doesn't mean you shouldn't be prioritizing it like because I never personally struggled with anything and I never put my mental health first and then here I am when I got put into a situation I now have all of these ripple effects from it and I'm kind of like I should have prioritized it sooner I'm not saying it'll prevent it but definitely just like learning how to cope and like do things that are helpful for me um, so lemons is kind of like a blog, resource, website. It's just kind of like, I feel like it's just an extension of me. Um, I'm sharing resources that I love, um, stuff that I find helpful, blog posts, anything from coping stuff or all the way to like skincare, like just like stuff that I love and I feel like sharing. But yeah, that's kind of like what it is right now. I'm excited to see where it grows. So it's just over a month old, but yeah, I'm just so excited to see like where this goes and the feedback has just been insane, especially from nurses too, which I was not surprised about, but I was really happy to see that so many nurses were messaging me on Instagram and just like, I feel heard. Like I've been looking for a space like this. And that's my goal is like, even if one person feels heard and like finds like an outlet through it, then 
I did my job. I just, I just want to help people get through stuff because it's hard. It's a hard time. So yeah. Yeah. I love that. Have you always been interested in writing or is this just something new that you've done for your mental health? Um, I've definitely, I enjoy writing. That was the one part of nursing school I did enjoy was when we had to write papers, but I definitely have always been, I write my feelings. Like my fiance is very good at talking and I'm like, I have to, I have to remove myself and think about this for like a few hours before I come back and talk about whatever. But I've always been like one to like write my feelings out. So it was just, it just kind of happened. You know, I prayed about it and it, it, birth itself and yeah. here we are yeah see I'm like bad at both right I don't like talking about <laughs> things and I can't write for your crap so I, I need to figure out my outlet I guess exercise might be mine I don't know you're Maybe. so good at talking you host a podcast <laughs> okay but that's different right like I'm talking to other people about like I mean I have gotten a little better at talking about my feelings but I'm still very bad at talking about traumatic events for me like I yeah. don't uh, I hate talking about traumatic events and it's supposed to be really good for you but I feel as though when I'm speaking about them that I'm reliving it right so when I talk to someone about it I feel as though I all of a sudden it's happening again and I'd rather bury it down than which isn't healthy obviously that's why I started an operation happiness that's why we reached yeah. that point. But I was re- like burying it down instead of talking about it. So I'm trying a lot better, like, or a lot more to get better at it. Because in order to get past trauma, you have to work through it, right? So we're work. It's a work in progress. But I am good at talking in general. <laughs> but bring in trauma. <laughs> and, oh, God. Oh, God. Your therapist is, she's, <laughs> she's got her work cut out for her. I like don't, okay, so I started therapy, right? And they'd last like 20 minutes because again, I can't talk about my trauma. So I need someone to pull it, like I need someone to pull it out of me and guide my conversation. But my last therapist, like, you know, it's kind of like you got to find the perfect fit for you. And she didn't really pull it. She just waited for me to talk, which I was never going to do. Like, that's just not, I, I need someone to push me to do that. And so, yeah, we're working on finding my perfect therapist. We'll get there though. Humor. And you're in therapy. That's the step. Okay. That is true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So Tay, are you still nursing currently or doing bedside or are you, so, do you think you're going to go back if you aren't? I don't think I will ever go back to bedside. I'm not there currently. Just personal reasons, life reasons. And I also think it would be a lot for me. It just also doesn't, it doesn't really fit into like my life that, you know, we travel a lot for my fiance's work. So it's hard for me to be able to like commit to that. But I do some like outpatient per diem stuff just because I do love nursing and I want to keep doing it somehow. Uh, But I really wanted to take time. to focus on lemons. And that's kind of what I want to focus this year on is just like that and growing it and making it like a great resource for people and myself, <laughs> truly. Yeah. 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 What, sure. Whatever you're passionate about is important. So follow that. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, I feel very similarly. I did staff for two years and then I started travel nursing, which was really great for me because I love to travel and you kind of have way more leniency with stuff, right? So you have your three months on, but then you can take as much time off as you want. And then I'm now per diem because I'm working on all the Operation Happiness stuff. And I was just thinking that 
think it would be really difficult for me to go back as a full-time staff nurse. And I think that staff nurses who are there until they're like into their retirement is amazing. And that's really great for them. I just don't know if that's my path. I think I'll stay towards the bedside, but as more of per diem, but I just don't know if I could do, like, it just was not good for my mental health doing a full-time position. Yeah. I think like every nurse has to like find their niche in what, like what they can handle and stuff, because it's kind of like, like you're thrown into it and you kind of like, don't say no, like you just do, 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 do. Um, And then I think that is what kind of leads to as much burnout as there is. So I think, uh, especially with our generation, it's important for us to like, kind of find like what our bodies like need, what our bodies and our mind need for work to be able to still like live a life outside of the hospital. Yeah, definitely. I used to be full-time and now I'm part-time, but I'm staff nurse, but I, I picked up another job and that's why I originally went from full-time to part-time and I was working just part-time and then per diem at another hospital. And I got maybe a year through that other job. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. I just, I'm like torn in two places. My body hates me. I'm stressed out because they're totally different environments, still med surge, but it was like really heavy at that one hospital and not as heavy at mine. So I'm just, and all my friends are at my hospital that I'm at currently. So it's like, makes a huge difference when you're with people that you love and you want to work with, you know? So you're obviously very vocal about your mental health. Uh, You're vocal about having conversations surrounding mental health, not only on your Instagram, but on your website as well. Why do you believe that it's so important that the community talks about mental health? And how do you think we can go about changing the stigma around mental health? Yeah, I actually really love this question. And I've been talking about it a lot with um, my friends and family, because I feel like we're at a place here where mental health has kind of become, quote unquote, trendy to talk about, but it's just kind of like, I feel like it's like mental health matters and that's it. But like, that's like, people will be like, woo, mental health. But like, that's not doing anything. Like, I mean, it's, it's spreading the word about mental health, but it like, there needs to be that next step of like, okay, well, what do I do now? Where should I go? Who do I talk to? What does it look like? Different things like that. And especially with Chesley Christ, who just passed away, she is someone who like had everything going for her. The Miss USA 2019, she was an Emmy nominated reporter. She has all these achievements and like you would never know that she was struggling with depression and she took her life. And that's, that's the stigma that needs to break. I feel like is that depression isn't only just like your friend that just lost a family member and is visibly upset or your friend who lost their job or can't afford rent. Obviously supporting those friends is so important because they're going through something, but it's also important to check on your friends that are strong. Um, And I feel like there's a lot of people who have reached fame and reached levels. And like, we think they have it all because they have all this money. They have all this fame. They've gone everywhere, done everything. But on the inside, they are like, nothing is fulfilling me. So we definitely need to check on our friends that are like the strong ones, the happy ones, the joking ones, because those those ones are always the hardest for me when I hear stories about people taking their lives that are like that, because I feel like that's like the biggest stigma that's kind of in mental health that hasn't been broken yet is it's like everyone, like no matter what you face on the outside, your inside is a lot different. 
Yeah. And not everyone shows the same signs and symptoms mm-hmm. of depression. You know, people show things in either very like small ways or things like that. So you really have to just check on everyone and make sure they're doing well because no one's going to stay happy their entire life, right? Like that would be incredible. That would be awesome, but it's not, it's not going to happen. So checking on people, even if you notice a small change in them is so important. Yeah. Yeah. I I was just going to say, because we're looking at your page and everything. And you said that you mentioned, it's so hard for many of us to understand that mental health struggles do not always have a look. Can you dive a little bit deeper into that? I mean, I've kind of just talked about it, but is there anything specific about that? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think it's kind of just like what I said. And I think especially like my parents' generation too, they feel like depression has like, you're sad and you're crying all the time. And I mean, my generation too, um, but I've definitely had a lot of like talk with my family members about it, just like diving deeper into it. Like this girl wasn't sad. She didn't look sad. What you put on portray on the outside can be so different than what you're feeling on the inside. Um, even like, I feel like I've known people or stories of like, they're the life of the party. They're always doing this. They're the class clown. And then they take their life or they like, I don't know, they get checked into like mental health facility or something. And everyone's like, Whoa, what the heck? Where did that come from? We just like have to learn. I don't know what the proper step is, but I don't want to say check on everyone because that's like, well, that's a little overwhelming, but (laughs) Just like to find like your friends. Um, I actually talked about it. It's a step in my kindness blog. It's like five ways to spread kindness. One of them is like, just send a text saying like, Hey, thinking of you, thought of you just saying hi. I think texts like those are like, go such a long way. My fiance is like, he's so good at that. And he'll just like randomly like check in on someone or whatever. And like, he just had his birthday and he got so many messages of people just being like, you, like you genuinely care, like you check on me. And that's like, we were like, this is firsthand. Like these things actually like work, even though it's like such five seconds, you can copy and paste the text, you know, like it's such minimal effort, but that can affect someone's life. Like insane. You never know what they're going through, what kind of a day they're having. Yeah, for sure. And you hear stories about that, right? Where someone texted them randomly and it actually saved the person. So just shooting those texts once in a while is like, I agree, it's so important to just check in on people and make sure that they know that people care, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You said something today that made me think of this because it's very different between our generations. And I was doing an admission last week and like we always do, we asked, do you have any history of anxiety, depression, any suicidal ideation? And he was like, well, you know, I guess if I was a millennial, I would have some anxiety, but I'm fine. It's <laughs> like, that did not need to be said. It's just like, what, what did that do? I'm just like, yeah. okay, so that's a no. Okay, great. Like, you know, and it's oh just it made me laugh, but I was like, you know, it's just so different And my younger sister. She's 21. So she's in Gen Z. And so they're also, you know, talking about mental health a lot and she, you know, she does have anxiety and they do as what they, but generalized, but a lot of people do have anxiety. And I think we're talking about it more now that makes it seem like everybody has it, but it's like, I think it's just becoming no, something that we're yeah. more normalized. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah. It's, it's like, we're all dramatic out here. I'm like, no, I know. my mom and I were actually talking about that. She was like, why do you think like, why is it that so many like of your friends or so many of this, gener- like, why, why do so many people struggle with it now? Like your age struggle with it. 
And she was like, cause when we were kids, we like lived tough times and like, we never, she was like, I don't know if it wasn't talked about it, but like we had like struggles too. So I don't know what differs. And I was like, well, I think a huge part of it, it's our phones and social media. And she was like, oh my gosh. And like, it's like, I just feel like I love social media because obviously it's fun and it's enjoyable, but I feel like it's very hard. And also for like kids who are like 11 and have these things, like seeing one, seeing people's lives, but two, like just how quick everything happens on your phone. Like, I feel like we like constantly need to like feel like consume information, do this, do that, produce this. Like, I feel like it's that constant thing and our bodies aren't made for that. Like yeah. maybe they can handle it for a 12 hour shift, but our bodies aren't made for that. Like 24 seven constant, like feeding of the brain and comparing um, yourself and, too. Right. Like there, yeah. that's a huge Oof. part is yeah. that people don't tend to show and, and, and they are starting to get better about it. I feel like there's a lot of accounts coming out now showing the real of Instagram and social media and stuff like that. But in the beginning, it was always just showing the best times that you've had right so when you're showing when you're on these trips but I like I've seen I've been out and I've been seeing people at restaurants and stuff where they're not even socializing they're just taking pictures or videos of what they're doing but then not actually like interacting and Mm -hmm. I found that so interesting because I think that it's social media can be really good to spread awareness about things it can be really good to like talk in honest truths and to know that you're not alone, but it can also be really harmful, especially when you're developing. Like I think if Instagram was around when I was in middle school, that that would have been really difficult for me. Granted, MySpace was and they had those top friends and that was really hurtful. <laughs> but No, your place. <laughs> but I feel like there you didn't post as much pictures. It was more like music and you had one profile picture and the top friend thing was just rude but other than that like I don't really feel like it was so constant right yeah 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 and this is just you just sit and you just scroll like Twitter Instagram like whatever you just like keep scrolling I I only have Instagram now I like I deleted like Twitter Facebook because I Mm -hmm. I actually deleted everything when I started nursing school I was like I can't yeah for sure especially like right now so I have um my personal page, we've got our podcast page and we have our nonprofit page and I'm logged in on all of them. So I don't even post on my page anymore, really, because I'm like, yeah, I I can't too many notifications. (laughs) I need to turn my notifications off. You know, it gets overwhelming. Like sometimes whole Instagram sweep last year because my mental health was already not good because of nursing and COVID. And then I was constantly looking at all these people live their lives. And then I was like, why am I doing like, why am I a nurse? All these people are living their best lives out here. And then I was comparing, I mean, to be honest, comparing like my body and everything to all these beautiful women, like Victoria's Secret models and whatnot. And so I was like, we're not following them. Like, I love that for them. They're gorgeous. Keep living your life. But I can't keep looking at that because it's just so detrimental. And I think that's another thing for the youth. I recently (laughs) got contacted by this guy. So he was on social media and he posted about like, women getting things done cosmetically and how it makes them uglier. Okay. So that just obviously made me mad because (laughs) what, like you can't be saying that. And so I messaged him and I go, I think that they should be able to do what they want and to each their own. And if it makes them happy, then that's that he goes, well, I think that young women are always comparing themselves to other people via social media. So they feel the need to 
have these cosmetic surgeries and things like that. And I go, that may be the case, but then posting on social media, calling people ugly because they got something done doesn't help the cause either. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. that's not helpful. Like, I know you think that you're being helpful, but that, that isn't helpful. Like, I feel like you shouldn't just be verbally berating someone based on decisions that they've made for their looks. Like, I just, I, that sort of thing is what causes anxiety and depression with the social media that like those opinions that are just purposely bringing people down that sort of thing is what help like seriously causes some mental health issues with social media I was gonna add too um just on the personal social media it's I don't really get much anymore but when my fiance and I started dating the hate messages and like the hate comments that I get are like sometimes nutty but I just don't interact with it. Um, my mom or some of my friends will be like, delete this comment. They said this. And I'm like, I don't care. Like people are, I mean, me just because I'm, I don't want to say I'm confident in myself, but I'm just kind of like, I'm just, I've always been, I'm me and that's great. And all these people will comment stuff. And I'm like, if I wasn't like, I hate saying I'm confident in myself because I definitely like struggle with my appearance or whatever, but I just like, I'm, I'm, I'm loved by my fiance and by my family. So like these comments don't get to me as easily just because of me personally, mm-hmm. but shoot, I forgot where I was going with that. No, that is, first of all, that's <laughs> terrible. Like, oh my God. I've actually heard of that in the past too. There was someone else who posted about that where they started dating someone from the bachelor franchise. And I cannot remember who it was. This woman started dating someone in the franchise after the fact and he was like oh ah, I can't remember his full name or who it was but he's a very popular person from the franchise and she ended up getting a ton of like hate messages and things like that and he was like can people stop sending her all this hate like what no what's it gonna do Yeah, yeah it just brings someone down it tears someone down why are we trying to do that you know why are we trying yeah. to tear people down we should be building them up yeah and I hate like all and I, I, I just like seeing all of the hate comments on like celebrities things too, because I know people from like personally that have a name that have a platform that have this and people comment these things and they hurt like yeah. people. I feel like people think just because like they are famous or they have a check mark or this stuff that they don't care. I've, I have so many friends that I mean, even some of them get to me too, like, honestly, but like everyone, like your words, like have effects on people, like no matter like a level of life achievements you have or your status or whatever. Um, I actually have a good friend. She, whenever she gets a hate message, she'll screenshot it and post it on her story and tag (laughs) them. And then her followers will go and like, be mean to them I don't know but she, she's hysterical but no, she never gets any hate dms anymore I'm like should I start doing that <laughs> amazing that's savagery I love it that is that is savage <laughs> so back on the note of <laughs> suffering and silence situation do you have any words of encouragement for a listener who may be one of those silent strugglers I feel like I have a lot of words I feel like this question is like a big one and each person like needs to hear something different so I think I just will share what I needed here um, because 
sometimes that might be helpful for someone. Some people might not find it helpful. So I'm just going to share what was helpful for me. I think the first thing was figuring out that I had like that I was struggling with depression and that I was dissociating myself and everything because I didn't even realize it. So I think my advice for someone that's like struggling in silence is to just kind of like sit yourself down, whether it's by yourself, whether it's with your significant other, a good friend, your mom, your mentor, your whoever, someone, and like ask them how they think you have been. Or you ask yourself, like, how have I been in this past season of life? If you just don't feel like you're in the right headspace or you feel withdrawn, you don't feel motivated, just to use that to kind of figure out where you're at. And then I think the next step or the next thing is like as cliche as it sounds, like you're not alone. And it's, I feel like that saying is so overused, but it's so accurate, especially right now. Like more than ever, there's so many of us struggling with our mental health from A, B, all the way to Z, like all different types of symptoms, triggers, causes, effects. Like there's so many of us. And I feel like just know that you truly aren't alone and to just take time to figure out what resource you need, whether that's like a little PTO, whether it's like you need to start seeing a therapist or like whatever it is that you need, just really take some time for yourself and know that if you are struggling with something, it's okay. There's so many of us that do and that you will figure out how to work through it and get through it. I love that. That was very nice. I feel calm. (laughs) You have a way with words. (laughs) So Tay, what do you do for your mental health on a day-to-day basis? Like journaling? I know obviously you have your blog, anything. Yeah. So I definitely had to reassess because I used to like go do pampering things for self-care and now they kind of put me into anxiety. Um, Oddly enough, facials don't. So we're good there. Um, I love a good facial. Um, also, I love skincare. So I, I think that's why I enjoy it so much. Um, but recently, I've just been like going outside, like with my fiance and our dogs and kind of just being more intentional with my time during the week. Like I give myself like I'm a big schedule person. And that definitely helps my mental health. Obviously, you got to figure out not to rely on your schedule so much that if something messes it up, it throws everything off. Um, Cause I've had to learn that, but I love like scheduling my mornings so that like in the evening I can like be done with work, knock on my phone and I can just like make dinner with my fiance. And then we can like just enjoy the night and be intentional with my time with him or with my family or with my friends. Um, I feel like that's helped my mental health a lot. And also like taking time for me. So sometimes Taylor will be like, let's go do this. And I'm like, no, I don't think I can do that because I'm, I'm very much a people pleaser too. He's like, can we, can we do this? Can we watch this? Which I need to watch more shows with him. I'm horrible at sitting down and watching a show. Um, So (laughs) I have to, I need to do that more, but he'll be like, let's go do this. And I'm like, I think I like just kind of need a night in. And that's just kind of like, speaking up when I like need something or just being like, I'm going to go take a bath and like, just like have, have a glass of wine, sit in the tub and just like relax. Boundaries, polite boundaries. That's what I've been working on too. I feel like nursing though. It's like you, you, you're like, even that mindset, even if you're not practicing, it's like, we're still, I feel like a lot of us nurses are type A 
but also no <laughs> like not me but also are just used to even people pleasing in our other like our life outside of yeah. work that it's very hard just to start saying no and so last year I said was my year of no and it wasn't mean it's just the same thing as you said you know what? I don't want to go over to your parents' house tonight. I don't want to do this. I just want to be by myself and that should be fine. And, you know, I'm like, if they respect it, great. If they don't, uh, bye-bye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like yeah. I've had to learn how to like slow down too. Like I enjoy being busy. And I think that's why like nursing, like I would like, obviously I do. There's parts of the hospital I do miss. Like I love using my brain and like being busy and doing stuff. But I feel like that you bring that mentality home. And then I'm like, I have to do this. I have to do this. And that's actually part of the reason why I can't sit down and watch a show because I'm like, there's a load of laundry that has to be folded. I should vacuum. This needs to be done. Like there's just always a list or there's always things that need to be done. So I'm definitely still learning how to like sit, like just like be still and know that that's like, you'll get to that stuff. It's not urgent. Um, Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely that something that I feel like I've seen from like work really yeah. get into my personal life mm-hmm. it's funny because I'm like the laziest type a person ever like I'm type a for sure and I'm really good with scheduling I'm really good with planning like that is my jam but when it comes to you know folding my laundry and things like that I'm like yeah a couple days we're good we're good <laughs> I'm like it's not, seriously the laziest type a person kind of chill but also like you can't call me type b you know I just don't mm-hmm. fit that that That's route funny. either Yep. Well, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Mental Health Matters with Operation Happy Nurse. We are so thankful that you were able to join us today to discuss your personal journey and passion for mental health advocacy. For those who want to hear more from Tay, please check her out on Instagram at Taydome or on her website, www.lemonsbytay.com. We are thrilled because next week is a huge week. We will not only be diving into a new stress relief practice, but we will be welcoming Carly's new co-host, Lucio, a.k.a. Nurse Nunu. It's been real fun (laughs) hanging out with you guys, but it's time to welcome a new face. And as always, stay tuned, stay excited, and let's get stress relieving.